this day my offering in Yahushua's name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. As you can see, we are making a detour from the book of Joshua. You know, and um, Yah convicted my heart that this is what we were to do. You know, and I was reminded by Elder Kurtz's prayer yesterday to do something. And so, yeah. do so, I am doing. You know, so. What can be gathered from scripture that six months seems to depict the time when Israel should reflect? We started Yah's, the beginning of Yah's six month yesterday. And so this is the six month day two. You know, and as aforementioned, what can be gathered from scripture seems to depict that this is the time when Israel should reflect. You know, and so uh Y'all put it on my heart that, you know, to continuously to do this lesson at this time, you know, for Yah will pass judgment, you know, on Israel in the seventh month, you know, and so the sixth month became known as the time of Teshuvah for the people of Elohim. And Teshuvah means to turn and go the other way, you know, so if you are heading the wrong way this is the opportunity for you to turn and go the other way before Yah brings about his judgment in one seven you know and so um, this was a very serious time for the children of Israel you know um, because Yah never changes and his son, Yahushua, that is, the word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We can rest assured that Haggai's message given to Yah's people during Haggai's day and time is just as re relevant for us today as it was when he received it for those people way back when. You know, so I want you to understand that. And there is an application in here, you know, for those in time events, if you would, or those people of the last days. You know, many people today have their doubts concerning looking at scripture in this manner, but the fact of the matter is that it could be no other way. You know, hence uh, we have Ecclesiastes 1, 9 and, 9 and 10 that bears witness. It says, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. Think about that for a minute. The thing that have been, it is that which shall be. The things that have been in scripture are also those things that shall be. And that thing which is done is that thing which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see this is new? It have already been of old which was before us. And he goes on to say, you just don't remember, you know, because it's so long ago, you know, it's erased from, from our memory. There's no one alive to, to uh, testify to it. But it's been, it's happened, and it's just happening again, you know. And 
that's likewise it goes devil for Yah's word because he said he tells us from he tells us outright that he tells the end from the beginning if he tells the end from the beginning then that which happened gotta happen again otherwise there's no way he can tell the end from the beginning you know so if those stories in the beginning speak to what will happen in the end and that means those things will be reiterated I mean you know and so once we understand that we get a better grasp on scripture and a better grasp as to what we need to do and why we need to do it. Yeah, that, that's jumping all, all wrong. Um, okay. Haggai 1.1. It says, in the second year, Darius the king. Now, the, the um, second or two speaks to division. Year is a, is a um, term of time. Darius means Lord, you know, and so uh, if we continue on, it then goes on to say in the sixth month, in the first day of the month. So you see, this is speaking to this very time um, that we're in, seeing that, you know, yesterday was the sixth month, the first day of the month, you know, this is a message for this time on Yah's calendar. This is a message for this time on Yah's calendar. Yesterday, when he gave it to Darius, you know, and it's a message for Yah's people in this time of the year for us today, you know, and forevermore. Hence, we're taking a look at this. You know, now, number six speaks to man and the works of man. You know, and a month actually speaks to actually speaks to um, a time period as well. And the first or the um, day one of the month speaks to unity and to Elohim. You know, so. If we continue on, the next part of the passage tells us something happened at that time. And what happened is came the word of Yahuwah. Um, and came the word of Yahuwah speaks to none other than our Messiah, Yahshua. Because he is the word of Yahuwah. You know, and this, we're told this in John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim. You know, and later on in the passage to tell us that that word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. Amen? You know, and of course that was our Messiah, Yahshua. You know, now if we can yeah, that's going to take um, if we continue on the next passage uh, says by Haggai the prophet. Now Haggai, his name means festive. Um, he speaks to a feast keeper, one who keeps the feast, the cock, which is where his name comes from, you know. Now, so here it is, we have a picture of the word that is Yahshua coming to a feast keeping prophet. Hallelujah. You know, now the next part of the passage says, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, governor of Yahuda. Now Zerubbabel means born in Babel or born in confusion. Babel means confusion. Mm -hmm. 
you know, our son in the Hebrew is Ben, and it's, the son is the builder of the family name. It's from Bara, meaning to build, you know. Now, Sheltiel speaks to one asking or asked of Elohim. So this is just a picture of prayer, you know, because that's what prayer is. It's a petition. It's an asking of Elohim for something. You know, Yahuda can mean praise, praiser of Yah, but also can mean a confessor of Yah. You know, and so here it is. We see this passage is talking about a word um, of Yahuwah or Yahshua coming to a peacekeeping prophet. You know, a prophet that's unto those born in confusion. You know, building the family's name, praying to Elohim. You know, the governor of those that confess Yahuwah. Now, I want you to think about this for a second because each and every one of us was born in confusion. You know, we were all born in confusion. And most of us are still in confusion. You know, and in a, in a spiritual sense. You know, concerning Yah's word. And so, this absolutely applies to our day and time, does it not? Yeah. You know, then it continues on, it says, and to Joshua the son of Yosedek, the high priest, saying, now, Joshua is Yahushua, you know, which, of course, means delivered of Yah. You know, Yosedek <clears throat> means who Yah makes righteous or Yah's righteousness. And so we see this speaks to those delivered of Yah, the builder of Yah's righteousness, the high priest. And he was saying, you know, he was saying the words that he gave to Haggai. So if we put all these meanings together, Haggai 1.1 gives us a whole different message. It speaks of a time of enmity or opposition and division. A Lord will ascend the throne during the time when man is to work in unison with Elohim. When is the time when man is to work in unison, unison with, with Elohim? Can anyone tell? Me? When it's light, absolutely. You know, has to be during the daytime. For Yahshua said, I must work the works of Elohim while it is yet day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Amen. You know, so the time to work the works of Elohim and be in unison with him is during the day. Hence, you know, uh, destruction comes through the night, but yet joy comes in the morning. Amen. You know, so here it is, you know, during the time when man is to work in unison with Elohim, came Yahshua to a feast-keeping prophet, even the prophet unto those born in confusion which build the family's name, i.e. the name of Israel, and pray to Yah Elohim, the governor of those that confess Yahuwah, and to those delivered of Yahushua, the builder of Yah's righteousness, the high priest, saying, now it just so happened that Yahshua is the high priest, you know, and he, he is the builder of Yah's righteousness. So, like, all of this comes together, and it gives a beautiful, um, 
picture and prophecy of something that will happen in the time to come, which was the time to come then, but you know, uh, it speaks to us even today. If we go on through, uh, let's um, through two verse seven. It has something else to tell us. Let me have my uh, first reader read Haggai chapter one verses two through seven, please. Thus speaketh Yahuwah post, saying, This people say the time is not come, the time that Yahuwah's house should be built. Then came the word of Yahuwah by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lay waste? Now therefore, say, thus saith Yahuwah post, Consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Thus saith Yahuwah post, consider your ways. Oh, hallelujah. That's a word right there. That's a word that don't need no help. You know, he says, this people say that the time has not come. The time that Yahuwah's house should be built. Woo! But Yah sent the word by Haggai. Yah is sending a word by Haggai um, even now today. What is Yah saying today? He's saying it's, it is, it, is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie waste? Mm -hmm. Now, he says, consider your ways. He says, ye have so much and bring in little. You have some people that work all day, every day. Seven days a week. Yet they still don't have enough. Or they just barely have enough and they don't have nothing left over. They so much and they bring in little. He says, ye eat, but ye have not enough. Say, ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none more. He that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it in a bag with holes. The more you make, the more they take. <laughs> you know, and many people are living this. Many people are living this today. Come on, somebody. Many people are living this today. You know, the more they make, it seems like they still don't get out the same rut. They think like, well, if I just had, if I just got a raise, you know, then I'll be able to, you know, to, to save something. They get a raise and they still can't save nothing. They say, well, if I just had a, had a bit more, if I if I just got got some more, if I had some supplemental income. They get the supplemental income and they still in the same spot. That's because they earning wages to put it in a bag with holes. The more they make, the more those holes take. And Yah says, he behind it. And he tell his people, consider your ways. See, to properly understand Yah's statement here, one must understand that in the days of Haggai, two years prior to Haggai receiving this word, the temple had begun to be built. Mm -hmm. 
but the enemy had put a halt to its completion. So two years prior to this, they had started to rebuild the temple of Elohim. And what that says to us today is that some of us have started to build Yah's temple here. Some of us have started to build Yah's temple within these flesh bodies. But the enemy has put a halt to his completion. Oh, hallelujah. Yah is saying, while you dwelling in your sealed houses made of brick and stone, made of wood and, 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 and nails, His house lay waste. His house that you started to build. That the enemy got in the way. He said. Now's the time. Now's the time. Consider your ways. You can't progress. You can't go further. Because you have not. Finished what you started. He says, consider your ways. See, we're called to be the house of Elohim. These flesh bodies are called to be the house of Elohim. Some of us have started to make them the house of Elohim. But the enemy gets in the way. He done got in the way. And we done stopped. You know, but I'm here to tell you. Psalm 62, 12 says, you know, some, some folks will tell you, like, you know, it doesn't, your ways doesn't really matter. The ways, you know, that you act and what you do don't really matter. It's, it's all about what you believe in your heart. As long as you confess Yahshua with your, with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you know, that he is Adonai, then ye are saved. But scripture paint a different picture. In Psalm 62, 12, it says, Also unto thee, O Adonai, belongeth mercy. For thou renderest to every man according to his word. According to his what? Word. According to his word. Proverbs 24, 12 says, If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not. Doeth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doeth not he know it? And he shall render to every man according to his works. Romans 2, 6. Will ye render to every man according to his deeds? 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Mashiach. That everyone that may receive the things done in his body according to that he have done. Whether it be good or bad. Revelation 20, 11 and 12. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place, no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Elohim. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. See, but there's a lot of folks today that'll tell you. That the works of Elohim are done away with. 
And that's a lie from the pit of Hades. The only works that's done away with was man's works. The works of man from the ordinances that was against us. That's what was blotted out. But Yah's written word has never been blotted out, neither can it ever be blotted out because it is Yahshua, the word that was there in the beginning and that will be there in the end. Hence, he is the Aleph and the Tav, the Alpha and Omega, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If Yahshua said, I must work the works of, of Elohim while it is yet day, mm-hmm. then how do you think you're going to get away without working? <laughs> you can clearly see here that Yah judges us by our works. By our deeds, by what we do in these these bodies, whether it be good or bad. And if you don't have any good works to offset all your bad works, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Because at the end of the day, we're going to be judged according to our works. You know, so... You know, it's a very, very dangerous doctrine to say that Yah's Torah is done away with, to say that his his commandments, his decrees, his statutes, his judgments are done away with. That's preposterous. Because that's the very thing that we're gonna be judged from. That we're gonna be judged off of. You know, no, they're not they won't get you saved. No. But that's not the point. That is not the subject. We're not talking about Mm. salvation. We're talking about judgment. Mm. 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 John 6, 27 says, labor not for the meat which perisheth. See, everybody go about working so that they can make some money so that they can have meat in their house. So that they can have a house. You know, but Yah says, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give you. For him hath the Father, that hath Elohim the Father seed. See, we working for the wrong meat, y'all. We working for the wrong meat. We working for the wrong food. You know, we should be working for that bread of life. We should be working for Yahshua. That's the meat we want to eat. We should be working for the words of Elohim because Yahshua taught us. He said that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Elohim. That is what we should be working for. But instead, the enemy has deceived us. He has tricked us. He has made us think that the only thing that we should work for is that meat that the world has to offer Haggai Haggai 1.8 says, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, saith Yahuwah. You know, now to really appreciate what Yah is saying here, one needs to understand a couple of things. The first is that that later this month, the 23rd through the 28th of the sixth month is the time 
of the wood offering. This is why he's telling them, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. You know, from the 23rd of the sixth month to the 28th is the time of the wood offering. You know, um, and that's when it, it will begin. The wood offering was utilized for all the wooden needs, anything they needed wood for, um, that the priests needed wood for, for the temple. You know, especially the altar of Elohim. Hence, Yah is saying, bring it and use it to build his house. You know, and all the 12 tribes of Israel were commanded to bring a wood offering. You know, in each of the six days, each of these six days, two tribes will bring their offering. They all didn't bring it at the same time. Two tribes were assigned today, um, you know, for each of these six days. And so they will bring the wood offering. The second thing that needs to be understood is that there is um, also, there was also a spiritual house of Elohim. There's a spiritual house of Elohim that has started to be built during the time of Yahushua and his apostles. And this decree surely speaks to them as well as us. You know, and when we look at uh, 1 Kephas 2, 5, and 6, it says, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. See, I told you it was a spiritual house that began to be built back then. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to Elohim by Yahushua Mashiach. Wherefore also it is contained in scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. Elect precious. He that believeth on him shall not be confounded. So please understand that we as followers of Yahushua are supposed to be building the house of Elohim by building houses for Elohim. You know, when we build these houses, these flesh bodies for Elohim, we're contributing, contributing to building the house of Elohim made without him. Consider Ephesians 2, 18 through 22. My next reading, please. For through him we both have access by the by one rock unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of Elohim and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Yahushua Messiah himself being the chief uh, cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth upon unto and holy temple in the, in the Adonai, in whom ye also are build, built together for a habitation of Elohim through the Ruach. Hallelujah. You know, so you see, you know, Yah has started a work. You know, he's building a temple. But just as the physical temple, um, physical tabernacle preceded the physical temple, so it is with the spiritual temple. Hence, we must first erect spiritual tabernacles and get Ruach HaKodesh within them before the temple of Elohim that can be built. You know, so that's the order of things. When we look at Amos 9, 11, it tells us in that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof and I will raise up his ruins and I will build it as in the days of old. You know, and yes, Yahoo 16, 5 also 
bears witness to this. It says, "In mercy shall the throne be established, and he shall sit it. He shall sit upon it in truth in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment, and hastening righteousness." You know, we're supposed to be those tabernacles of David. That is, tabernacles of the beloved. You know, and from from that that is sat in the place where uh, where Yah rules and reigns until the temple is built, until the, uh, the permanent temple is, is completed. You know, so that's why I say we have to build houses in these flesh bodies. We need to build houses of Elohim before we can become the house of Elohim. You know, so we, we want to become these tabernacles of David, these tabernacles of, of love, you know, that we might one day become lively stones in the permanent temple of Elohim. You know, so, you know, but the building was left off. It was never completed. It was halted because of the interference from the enemy. You know, but Yah is saying in this time, that we need to start working on it again. Once you erect the tabernacle of David, that is a temporary house of Elohim to successfully get the Ruach HaKodesh to dwell within it and die whilst in this state, you, be, you then become a part of the permanent house of Elohim. Therefore, the Apostle um, Peter refers to us as lively stones and the Apostle Paul says we're fitly framed together into a holy temple. You know, we have to get the tabernacle into, I mean, I'm sorry, get the Ark of the Covenant into our tabernacles. You know, we have to get the presence of Elohim within us. You know, so we have to finish building our tabernacle so that we can get the Ark in, the presence of Elohim in. You know, this was prophesied to, to happen. Acts 15, 16 through 18 says, After this I will return and build again the tabernacle of David, which is falling down, and I will build again the ruins thereof. I will set it up. That the residue of men might seek after the Adonai and all the Gentiles, upon whom my name is called, save the Adonai who doeth all these things. Known unto Elohim are all his works from the beginning of the world. You know, so hereby we learn that the tabernacle of David uh, allows whomsoever will to seek after Yahushua. All are invited to erect unto Yahushua a tabernacle of David. You know, so you may be wondering just how do we become a tabernacle of David? You know, and Yah teaches us, uh, Yoga 9, 15, 9 and 10, as the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love, and if ye keep my commandments, he shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And this is the key to it all, you know, keeping the commandments of Yahshua. You know, now we want to keep the commandments of Elohim that was given to Moshe as well, you know, but we have to keep the commandments of Yahshua. We have to abide in his love, even as he kept his Father's commandments and abided in his love. Verses 9 through 11 of Haggai 1. My next reader, please. Ye looked for so much, and lo, it came too little. And when ye brought it home, I did bone it, bow up 
upon it. Why saith Yahuwah of hosts, because of mine house that is waste, and ye run every man unto his own house. Therefore the heaven over you has stayed with if with stayed of you. And the earth is stayed from from her fruit. And I called uh, for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon that which the ground beneath forth and upon men and upon castle, cattle and upon all that the labor labor of the hand Okay, so now Yah says you look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. How about that? Amen. You know, you was, you was looking for you was looking for a lot, but it only came to a little. And the little you did bring home, he blew on that. <laughs> did you catch that? Yes. Why? Say of Yahuwah is our Lord. Because of mine house that is waste, and ye run every man unto his own house. He tired of everybody looking to their house. He want them to look to his house. It's time to build his house. It says, therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. You in a drought. He say, I call for a drought upon the land. You know, the spiritual aspect of this drought is as follows. The corn speaks to the natural good works of the ecclesia, the new wine, the spiritual truths of the ecclesia, the oil, the heavenly wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, you know, of the ecclesia and of, of scripture as a whole. Take note that Yah also had the prophet Amos prophesy the same thing. You know, and Amos 8.11 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Adonai Yahuwah, that I will send a famine in the land, uh, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. You know, yes. So if you want to prosper, you have to build Yah's house. You know, you're not going to prosper, especially being his people. You're not going to prosper without building this house. You're not going to prosper just caring to your own needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of Yah's needs. I pray you can see that. Yeah. You know, there's a prophecy in Revelation 16, 8, 9. It says, then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with his heat. Mm. Everyone has burned um, everyone was burned by this blast of heat and they cursed the name of Elohim who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of, of their sins and turn to Elohim and give him glory. You know, this drought is coming. You know, it is going to be very scorching. I don't know if it's going to be this bad, but if it is, you know, we're in trouble. You know, the 
thing is, we have to prepare. We have to prepare. You know, we have to build God's house. And if we build his house, we'll be able to withstand yes. any drop. Yeah. You know, because Yah will keep us. Amen? Amen? You know, that's what the story of Yosef is about. You know, it's about building up Yah's house so that you can withstand the drought. Haggai, Haggai 1.12, then Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, of, of um, Joshua, the son of Yosedek, the high priest with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of Yahuwah Elohim and the words of Haggai, Haggai the, the prophet, as Yahuwah Elohim had sent him. And the people did fear before Yahuwah. You know, now, we done went over the definitions of all these things. If we, if we put the definitions in place of the actual names, it reads, unto those born in confusion, building the family's name, praying to Elohim, and to those delivered of Yahushua, the builder of Yah's righteousness, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people obeying the voice of Yahuwah their Elohim and the words of the feast-keeping prophet that Yahuwah their Elohim had sent them. And the people did fear before Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It says in verses 13 through 15, Then spake Haggai, Yahuwah's messenger, and Yahuwah's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, say, say of Yahuwah. See, if we start building his house, mm -hmm. you know, if we begin to fear Yahuwah, mm -hmm. and we begin to build his house, Yah is saying he'll be with us. Right. Verse 14 says, And Yahuwah stirred up the Ruach of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel. He stirred up the spirit of those that was born in confusion, the son of those that was praying to the governor of Yahudah, the Ruach of Yahushua, the son of, um, of one that, that builds righteousness, you know, the high priest, the Ruach of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of Yahuwah, Zabaoth, and Elohim. And in the four and twentieth day, the sixth month in the second year of Darius the king. You know, and so the people acquiesced and they did begin to fear Yah and they did build his temple. The question is, you know, will we? You know, you can take you can take it for granted, guaranteed some of Yah's people will. But will we will we be a part of that some? We know that some will because even because we've seen what happened in the days of Haggai and we know that what was is that which shall be. But that don't mean we have to be a part of it. Because just as some didn't partake then, some won't partake today. You know, the question is, are we going to be a part 